Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, friends and foes alike. I am the West Virginia woman, Robin Holstein of RobinHolstein.com and Holstein House, where my guests get a good night's sleep at a fair rate plus breakfast. I've been keeping house since I was 17 years old, balancing the budget and paying the bills as an army wife on the salary of a PFC stationed at Fort Hood, Texas, and as a single mother of two back home in West Virginia. Things have changed a lot since then, but I haven't forgotten what it was like. This podcast looks at society and cultural issues affecting families in West Virginia and in the United States, from food preparation and storage, gardening, home repairs, current events, and more. We'll go round the table and back in 60 minutes or less. So let's hang out and talk a while. Oh, good morning, friends and kids and dogs and cats and chickens and ducks. I apologize. I've got some sinus stuff going on this morning. So if I sound a little weird, you'll know why. (laughs) Oh, it's good to be here again this morning. I'm really kind of sleepy. So, <laughs> you have to forgive me for that, too. No, I didn't stay up late, really. I, I was doing a couple things, but it wasn't, it wasn't late. Late for me is after 9 o'clock, like 9.15, 9.30. But I got in bed before then. But I'm just dragging. I guess it's the weather. Or maybe this sinus thing is, is bringing me down. It's, I hadn't had any trouble with it until this morning and I can feel it you know the sinus uh, under your eyes and just over your eyes that's kind of bothering me and almost always have a little drainage every morning that's just part of life and has been part of my life since I was a kid so um, you know that's that's where that's at uh, let's see, let's see. Oh, it's about a quarter till. My cuckoo clock's off again, so you'll hear it chime unless I can f- look up in time and stop it. Um, it's a crazy thing. I love my clock. I really do, but it, it gets off time so easy. You don't even have to do anything, so, you know, you can have it set, and maybe it's behind uh, a minute or two after three or four days, and maybe it's ahead a minute or two after three or four days, and you can adjust it. And then, boom, all at once, it's off by five t- minutes or more. So, I don't know. I think it's humidity. I, I really need to study more on those cuckoo clocks. But I do love my little clock. I love most all my stuff. I don't think I have anything that I really hate. Um, facial hair, maybe. Because, you know, girls shouldn't have facial hair. But in my younger days, I had polycystic ovary issues. So... It's kind of that. It's not my fault, man. It's not my fault. Anyway, I think I said good morning. <laughs> Let me say it again. Good morning. Hey, this is episode 11. Episode 11 of the Holstein House podcast. Premiering on the Fountain Network. And if you found me on Fountain, I hope you will boost. You will make some clips. Of course, I have to say something that's clip-worthy. And I kind of don't do that, I suppose, because nobody ever makes clips. But um, 
and share it with all your friends and your followers. And if I bring you value, whether it's just a smile or a belly laugh or just one of those groans from a poorly repeated joke or <laughs> it's something that makes your eyes roll in the back of your head, not in a good way. You know, come on, think about it. Think about it. Boost me a couple of sats. Who'd ever thought I'd say that when I started episode one? But yeah, I um, <laughs> this in in the um, in the topic of sharing. I shared with you a long time ago. Well, eleven episodes, so it wasn't that long ago, but a while back about uh, one of the local grocery stores closing down and it's save a lot and save a lot i don't know that it's a national chain but i know there's quite a few and they're in a couple different states so the one that was about eight miles eight ten miles from me closed a few weeks ago but there's one in a community called cross lanes cross lanes is not an incorporated area but it is highly commercial i mean there's a lot of business out there and there's a lot of traffic jam out there well cross lanes is probably ever bit of 20 miles 22 miles from me and after my doctor's appointment which we'll talk about later uh, yesterday i did some driving around on that end of the valley because i'm not down that way much unless i'm down there for a doctor's appointment and um I decided, among other things, I run out to Harbor Freight, and I ran out to the, um, there's a really neat little Salvation Army thrift store there. It's always very well done, very clean, neat, presentable. I, I enjoy walking through it. And there's a Save-A-Lot. Well, it's still open over there. Cross Lane store is still open. So I went in there, bought a few things, and it came up to 80 bucks. And I mean, <laughs> just... It, I couldn't believe it was 80 bucks. And the young man said, I'm so sorry. Things are so expensive. And I said, no, it's okay. And I had my phone, I had a, a podcast running on my phone. And the young man said, are you listening to a podcast? And I said, yeah. And he was probably in high school, maybe just out of high school. He wasn't very old. He said, I enjoy podcasts. I said, hey, I've got one. He said, you do? I said, yeah, I do. I said, I have only done a few episodes, but here. And he, I took my receipt and on the back of the receipt, I wrote down the name of the podcast and gave it to him. So, yeah, there's the guy in Cross Lanes <laughs> that knows about the podcast. Oh. Anyway, the clock's about to chime. Let's see, where was I going to start? Oh, did you know? It's Thanksgiving week. Woohoo! I bet you had no idea. In the United States, the uh, last Thursday of the month, or the fourth Thursday of the month, I think it's the fourth Thursday. Anyway, it's at the end of the month. <laughs> it's designated as Thanksgiving. And it was designated, I don't know how many years ago, and actually made a holiday to give thanks to God for the blessings upon this nation. And people forget that. They just see it as a day to goof off and 
another day off for some people, not everyone. But they forget the whole point of the day is to reflect and give thanks for what we have. Our physical needs and our spiritual needs being met. Some perhaps more than others, but everyone, everyone have something to be thankful for. And I am thankful for my life. Even the bad parts, because the bad parts helped create the person that I am today. And there have been some bad parts. I shared with you before that two of my daughters, or my two daughters, I should say, were born prematurely, and they passed away not long after they were born that my younger son was also born prematurely, had a lot of struggles, had a lot of medical issues early on, seemed to be doing very well. Then he ended up in some trouble with the law and eventually committed suicide. My older son, not my firstborn child, but my older son, is doing well. He has some health issues, but he's doing well, has a good job, and it seems to be a decent life in another state. My first marriage ended after 13 years. My second marriage ended after a couple of years, but I've currently been married for 21 years. And you don't you don't go through things like that when everything's awesome you know if my life had been perfect the way some people who try to detract from things that I do might comment you know she's she has she's just everything just goes for her she's so lucky no I'm, I'm really not it's the way I look at things now now kind of all along I've had my share of bad times. I've had my share of health issues and my troubles. And I, I you know, I'm not going to deny that at least one of my sp- ex-spouses was abusive. Well, honestly, both of them. One of them was emotionally and mentally abusive. The other one was physically abusive. It took me longer to figure one of them out than it did the other. It's funny how somebody who, and in my case it was a husband, not my husband now, not Wayne. It's funny how they rationalize their behavior. I hit you because it's your fault. No, no. You might not have liked it, you might have been angry, but that you, you, it, you hit me because you hit me. Because you couldn't control yourself. But that didn't last long. I got um, it lasted longer than it should have. I should have never married that one to begin with. But um, you know, we do stuff. We're human. We do stuff. Anyway, let me get off that. I am thankful for everything in my life, the good stuff and the bad stuff, because combined they have created the person I am, and I'm okay with myself. I don't have a big head. I don't. I don't. I'm not a narcissist, but I'm okay with myself. And there's a lot of people. Who can't say that they don't like themselves and so 
they do things to cause problems, to draw attention, to get sympathies, and ah, we're not going to talk about that today. That's for another day, because after all, another day is another day. <laughs> but I live in Kanawha County, West Virginia. I think I've shared that with some of you guys before, and it holds the seat of government for our state, our capital. It's in Charleston. It's just a few miles from me, and it's one of the most beautiful campus in the world, in the world. And I'm not sure, is it campus or campi? Because, you know, campus or campi. I think campi is the plural. Campus is the singular. So it's one of the most beautiful campus in the world, I think. The, the uh, groundskeeping is just awesome. And it's just so well done. And the building itself is just a work of art. It's a shame that what goes on inside is such poo-poo. But anyway, last Friday, our county school board uh, put a word out, it was all over the news, that uh, some students may have to school from home, you know, on their laptops or iPads or whatever the schools have given to them, because, get this, we may not have enough bus drivers this week. Hmm. We see buck season started yesterday. I don't know if it technically starts at dawn or if it's a half hour after dawn because I was never in place before the sun came up anyway. The few times that I went deer hunting. But apparently we have so many bus drivers being off this week. Whether for buck season or just vacations, I don't know. Or maybe an anticipated calling in sick because they'll do that. And we don't have enough uh, uh, substitute bus drivers so that some of these buses can't run. And that's insane. So either either you're going to stay home and um, virtual school the three days this week you would have class. Or you're going to have somebody, get, you're going to get a ride to school somewhere else. But, but you know, the, the, the spokesman for the Board of Education was insistent that it's not their fault that they don't have enough drivers and, and substitutes. Nope, nope, nope. He said it's the parents' fault for insisting on this particular calendar for the school year because they want the school year to start later. They don't want it starting in the middle of August. And I don't know about the rest of the country or world for that matter, but starting in August in West Virginia is the Dumbest thing on this planet. Dumbest thing on the planet. So because they because they're trying not to start so early, they they've changed the calendar around so the kids aren't going to classes that early. Then then they have to be in school this week. Well, when you know, then now everybody's gone. <laughs> That's a staffing problem. That's not a calendar problem caused by the parents or the community. That is a staffing problem. And if you can't staff, you need to get somebody in there that can. Now I know, I, I know at the beginning of the year, school year I should say, there were pleas for people to consider driving buses. <laughs> That's a shame. There was a time when you were begged to drive a school bus because that was a cherry job. And now you can't pay people enough to drive school buses. I wonder what's changed. 
You can't scream at little Jimmy anymore? I had a bus driver. Oh, I hate when I do this because, you know, you, people roll their eyes and say grandma or grandpa or boomers. Isn't that what the kids today say? Okay, boomer. I had a bus driver that terrified me. It was a man. And he never once had to say a word to me. But he terrified me because he would take, you know, they have, um, I don't know if they're allowed to have them now because they'd probably be considered a weapon, but they'd have that um, orange flag on a stick so that they would stop the traffic while you walked across the road. Because in those days, you put the bus in park and left it running. You got off the bus, you stopped the traffic with the little flag, you let the kids that needed to cross go across, and you waited till they were clear, and then you come back and got back in the bus and pulled out. Well, I don't guess they do that these days. But anyway, he would take that, that stick with that flag on it, and it just looked like a piece of uh, tube of tube is all it looked like to me. I don't, I don't know if it was made that way, if he made it that way, I don't know. But he would wrap on, he would just bludgeon the top of the bus the kids would be getting rowdy in the back and he'd stop the bus and he'd whack at things the, <laughs> the roof of the bus had dents in it where he'd bang it and and the corner of that stick would whack the top of that bus oh and they used to be able to put you off the bus you somebody get in a fight i mean there were fights it was awful there were fights on our bus sometimes between the kids and I, I usually sat kind of in the middle, middle to the back. I was never one of the ones that could get one of the front seats, and I did not want to sit in the back of the bus. That's where I never wanted to be. And so I'd hear a lot of stuff back there. I'd hear the kids arguing and stuff, and then fights would break out, and it'd be terrible. But they used to be able to pull you over and put you off the bus. Generally, they didn't put you off like a long way from your home, just enough to, or from your stop, just enough to make it, humiliating for you to have to walk back <laughs> and sometimes they'd turn around and go back to the school but that's usually if they hadn't gone too far once they were on the road very far but I mean you used to have some you know by today's standard to be considered abusive but it, discipline uh, discipline abilities as a bus driver as a teacher whatever man they kept you in line our elementary school principal used to paddle people. I mean, she had a board, and it was not a poppet paddle like you had a little rubber ball on a, on a piece of elastic. She she had a board now, and um, she would swap people. Now, I don't think she ever gave anybody more than a couple swats, maybe three at the most. But, man, she did. She walked around with that paddle, and you, you kept your crap in line, man. You didn't You didn't go off the rail like these kids do today. We had, uh, we had dress codes. I mean, you didn't show parts of your body that these kids are showing today. And the girls, you didn't show your bra straps. You didn't show your underwear. Boys' pants stayed up around their waist where they belonged. But also, also, by the time I was in high school, and before then, at the high school age, the boys that were driving... Driving their daddy's pickup, or daddy bought them a little beat-up pickup, or whatever. They had gun racks in the back, and some of them had guns, long guns, in the truck, in a rack, probably unlocked on the parking lot at the high school. They went hunting. They'd go hunting before school. They'd go hunting after school. They 
didn't shoot people up. And you know why they didn't shoot people up? Because back in elementary school, Mrs. M. Ms. Zimbri would have beat him to death for getting out of line. You had discipline all the way up, and you just didn't do it. We didn't mollycoddle people. Oh, my gosh. No, no, that's not what I wanted to talk about today. I, I <laughs> you know, we didn't have, we, we did, we had a school year that started the day after Labor Day, like clockwork, Labor Day, went down to Regatta the weekend before in Charleston, Labor Day, you saw the fireworks the day after you started school. And we finished school before the middle of June, usually around the 8th, the 8th or the 10th, depending on how certain holidays fell, I, I forget, and leap year and that kind of stuff. We had snow days, sometimes a whole week of snow days. We had two weeks at Christmas, and it was called Christmas break then, not winter break. I mean, it, Christmas is a national secular holiday. That word is in the designation of December 25th as the national holiday. It's in there. It's, there's nothing wrong with saying Christmas, Christmas break. We, uh, so we were off from just before Christmas, depending on what day of the week Christmas fell, we, through New Year's. And we went back, depending on when the 2nd of uh, January fell, we went back the day after New Year's. We had Good Friday off. We had a whole week at Easter. It was not spring break. It was Easter. Plus the normal federal holidays that, that fell any time between those calendar days. And I get it that people of other faiths that don't recognize Christmas and don't recognize Easter kind of feel left out or probably flat out do feel left out. And I'm sorry, but that's, that's how it was set up. Now, our national test scores at the time were a heck of a lot better than what the national test scores are today. We didn't have all this insane, crazy, feel-good required classes. We, you know, and we had homework. My niece tells me that her children don't have homework. It is not a thing now. Why is it not a thing when our scores are so low? Why aren't we teaching our children? You know, we didn't have the endless um, feel good, feel guilty nonsense. You know, I feel good, but you have to feel bad because in your ancestry, somebody made my ancestors feel bad. People in all of our ancestry, Cain slew Abel. There you go. You go back far enough, and we're all related. Even people who want to believe that we crawled up out of the primordial ooze, at some point there is a singular, quote, human, unquote, ancestor that we all supposedly derive from. If you want to believe that, okay, fine. I believe in the creation story. I believe in God. I believe 
not necessarily in intelligent design because I believe there is one God. Okay? That's what I believe. You don't have to believe that. I don't hate you if you don't believe that. I don't think you should be in jail if you believe that. And I don't blame your ancestors for hurting my ancestors and, re and, and causing them to become martyrs for the Christian cause. I, did, I don't hate you and your ancestors for that. I can't, I can't say that holds true, you know, for other people. But regardless of your feeling, what, what we didn't have, we didn't have this nonsense drag queen story time. Why, where did this come from? Where did this come from? Who decided this is how we're going to hack off the Christians and we're going to hack them off so much that they're going to revolt and they're going to hurt somebody. You know, them right-wing megas, you know, them Christian, Protestant, evangelists, you know, evangelical, holier-than-thou people that don't like anybody, those people who are afraid, they're homophobic and transphobic. You know, the word phobic, phobic it basically means fear. And I got news for a lot of you people. I ain't afraid of you. You... Go do what you want to do. Just because I disagree with it doesn't make me afraid of it. Okay? The thing about it is you're afraid of me believing something different. Believing that your behavior is wrong. And you're so afraid that you're trying to shut me and people like me up. Now... Yeah, anybody who is violent against you, violent against anybody, needs to be prosecuted. And if found guilty, pay the penalty. Whatever that penalty is decided by the community who lobbies and chooses their courts and, you know, their rules. If, if what you did is a capital offense, then there you go. Or what they did, I should say. I don't hate you because I disagree with your lifestyle. I just disagree with your lifestyle. And if I believe that it's wrong or a sin, you shouldn't get all bent out of shape if you don't believe that. It's like one of our old pastors said one time, why are you angry at a God you think doesn't exist? If you think your lifestyle is okay, why are you angry at me because I disagree with you? I get it that there are people who are violent towards you for that. There are people who are violent walking down the streets and shoving people into the, into the rail lines in the New York subway just because they can You know, every so often one of those stories will bubble up when they don't have anything else to to stir up the, the people about you'll see them show the picture of somebody that's kind of sloppily dressed and they're walking past somebody who's waiting on the subway and they just give them a shove and they fall in and what is that third rail thing they talk about because it's the one with the electric in it you know and people jump in and try to save them and all this stuff before the train comes that can't stop those people are just bad people 
they've got something wrong with their brain so they think that being violent is acceptable I don't think that I don't think we should be violent period have I had periods in my life where I punched somebody yes I have yes I have but I never punched first that doesn't make me better or worse than anybody else my dad taught me never to swing first but to protect myself and so there you go anyway drag queen story time why what's the point of that you know regardless of your feelings about drag queens I get it regardless of your feelings about drag queens that type of entertainment is not appropriate in the schoolhouse it's not any more appropriate than an NFL cheerleader in uniform entertaining the kids some of those cheerleaders they're stacked I give them that they work hard for that it's a lot of plastic filler a lot of a lot of artificial coloring probably some artificial flavorings but you know hormonal adolescents might like it but it doesn't belong in the school if parents want to teach their children that drag queens are okay then parents can teach their children that drag queens are okay they don't need to come in all dolled up all decked out in their costume into the schoolroom and read stories teach the kids to read for themselves wait what am I thinking if you do that they may read something you don't approve of and start thinking for themselves too oh my goodness anyway still in West Virginia Thanksgiving is a day you know for <laughs> stereotypes women cooking themselves to death making a massive meal kids are watching the parades on the TV then the men are going to watch football and by six o'clock in the evening everybody is trying to decide whether they ate too much or they had food poisoning <laughs> oh I know stereotypes so there's there's a reason for stereotypes you know that there is a reason for stereotypes because just like a joke I think it was George Carlin made the comment I think it was George Carlin that the reason jokes are funny is because they have an element of truth in them so the same thing with stereotypes the stereotypes don't have to be bad but generally they're used in a derogatory manner the uh, all that mess about um, discrimination and keeping Asian students out of universities by weighting the uh, minority students more on their applications that's using a stereotype that all Asians are exceptionally smart and turning it into a derogatory thing what's wrong with being smart now you know if I if if my son had had that had a lot of issues in school maybe he's not that you know a lot of people who go to college and university they don't they don't finish 
because they're not meant to be there. Or they've reached the point where, okay, I don't need this, I'm doing something different. There's nothing wrong with changing your mind. Nothing wrong at all. Happens all the time. So, there's that. The stereotype in my house, here, this is what will happen, is I kind of did this to myself, but I enjoy it, even though it's absolutely exhausting. And I'll be ready to cry by the end of the day, but... I love, and I told you this the other day, I love having the family and friends here for meals, for dinner. I really enjoy putting that together. While I'm groaning and moaning about it, I'm cooking a 16, it used to be more than that when we had, when my children were all at home, a 16 pound bird and it'll come out okay. It's not going to be a oh, Martha Stewart worthy bird. She would never set it on one of her tables. I don't care. I'm not Martha Stewart. Don't want to be Martha Stewart. I'm not going to go to jail for lying about insider trading. I think it's what it was it was a lie but I don't know if it was insider trading or not now I can't remember but she was she, she was at Alderson uh, uh not far from well depending on how you Alderson's not that far it's it's about an hour and a half from here so she was there my actually Wayne saw her there at the time Martha Stewart was at Alderson's women's facility Wayne was working for the state and the State Division of Rehabilitation Services, and he was, he he did, um, I forget what the office was, how they f titled the office. It wasn't maintenance, but it was, he worked on um, vending machines and, and, and machinery and ice machines and stuff like that for about six months or so before he got on with the power company. And he had to go to Alderson, and he had to go, you know, he had to get background checks and all that stuff before he could ever even go to the property, but he had all that done. And he went to Alderson, and he worked on the vending machines up there. And Martha Stewart walked by, and I think he said he nodded his head, and she kind of glanced, and I don't think she said hello or anything, but she acknowledged that he, that, that he was standing there, and she went on about her business. <laughs> so, six degrees of Martha Stewart. But yeah, I'll cook. I'll have apple pie, pumpkin pie. I may make a coconut pie. Wayne loves coconut pie, and I make a nice one homemade with real egg yolks and milk and vanilla and coconut. I don't, do I have any coconut now that I think about it? I don't know if I have any. And I don't make pie crusts very well, so I'm always buying pie crusts and threatening to teach myself to make them because there's only a couple things in it. I think I just get them too warm. My hands are not cold enough to do pastries. So I have to constantly be putting them in and out of the refrigerator. And I get aggravated with that. And I just don't. So it's more efficient for me on my brain and my nerves and everything. And people's stomach to purchase pie crust. But I do get the, the, the stuff that's rolled up. I don't get it that's in the freezer. In the uh, aluminum pie tin. But I'll fix that. I'll fix... 
the turkey, the stuffing. Uh, I don't homemade. I don't make homemade cranberry sauce. I bought cranberries to do that one time, and it, I just didn't do it, and I think they went bad. Um, mashed potatoes, stuffing, green beans, deviled eggs, probably because if I have any, the birds are. I'm scratching my eyes. My eyes are itching too, so I got some allergies going on, along with the sinus. Um, the birds are cut back way back, and I think I've only got a couple dozen eggs, and I'll use most of those. It takes six to make a good custard pie. So, I don't know. Shoot, I don't think I have any Cool Whip, and I don't have any heavy whipping cream, which I like Cool Whip better anyway. It's just, oh, yes, it's the best. But I'll, it'll be a very stereotypical Thanksgiving here. I'll do all the cooking. The guys will watch the TV. My niece and her children and her husband will come over for desserts. I don't know what dad's going to do. I think my sister's supposed to cook. Sometimes he goes over there and then comes here for desserts. Because my desserts are better. <laughs> I might make an apple, an apple cake. I haven't made an apple cake in a long time. If I don't get off my duff and get this podcast loaded and stuff and get to cleaning the house and I won't be able to get any of that done. <laughs> so that's my cue to move on to the next thing. And to remind you that this is episode 11 of the Holstein House podcast, premiering on the Fountain Network. And if you find or have found me on uh, Fountain and you enjoy anything I've said or you've learned something, I do hope you'll boost. I do hope you'll try to find something worth that's clip worthy so that you can share it and other people can find the podcast and and get to know me as well and I can get to know them I had the uh, consult for the surgery yesterday so the surgery to remove the basal cell carcinoma near my eye is going to be next Tuesday, November the 29th at 7.45 in the morning. Can you believe 7.45? i got to be down there. And the surgeon's going to do this thing called Mohs Micrographic Surgery, M-O-H-S, Mohs Micrographic Surgery. I don't know what that stands for. I tried to look it up. I didn't see exactly what it stands for, but the surgeon will take... Um, thin layers of tissue so he'll 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 numb the area I'll be awake he'll numb the area he'll take the scalpel and he'll start shaving and cutting pieces off and going down to where he thinks it the bottom of it is then he'll put a temporary bandage on there he'll go to the fancy microscope he'll start looking through what all he cut out of there to find out if he got every last piece and if it looks like there's a piece still there he'll come back he'll open that back up he'll dig down some more and take some more out or slice some more out or however you want to phrase it and he'll do that again and every time he does that we're talking 45 minutes to an hour so let's say I get there at 745 let's say I'm numb and he's cut this piece off by eight o'clock just for round numbers it's going to be 8.45 or 9 o'clock before I know whether he has successfully removed all the basal cell. 
If he has not, he'll do another cut. It'll be another 45 minutes to an hour because that, that time frame is when he's at the microscope. And there's something about he can't look at it immediately. I guess they have to put some dye on it or something. I don't know, to see the cells. But Then he'll come back, and if he's finished, if he got it, at whatever point he gets it all, whether it's the first time or the 21st time, it's going to take at least an hour for each of those. And then he has to decide how to close it off. Does he let it heal on its own? Does he need to use stitches? Is he going to have to tug a little skin up over that and stitch it down so that it'll heal? Kind of like covering it up with a blanket, except it's skin. Or is he going to have to do a skin graft? Now, the PA I talked to yesterday, I, he won't be the one doing the surgery, but he, he was saying he thinks... Based on where it is, probably they'll do the thing that's kind of like a pulling up a blanket where they'll pull up a little bit of skin and cover over where he cut and stitch that down. I don't know how in the world they're going to do that with that thing where my eye and where it is. And I, I dread the idea of a skin graft. My grandfather had a skin graft on a place on his nose and it didn't take and so he had this little nick out of his nose for the rest of his life but I, I just don't know I just don't know how they'll do it I just don't know the, there's where it is there's not that much skin and uh, I guess it maybe have to pull some eyelid over I don't know what they're going to do I have no idea but I do need to decide if I'm going to record the podcast and put it up or schedule it to 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 release on Tuesday if I'm just going to do it Monday if I'm going to skip Tuesday of next week I don't I haven't decided yet but I will I will get that worked out now I've already mentioned that I didn't get everything done as far, as far as cleaning and tidying up the house I had a lot of interruptions and unfortunately that happens uh, I need to start um baking today uh, cookies and breads and stuff that don't need refrigerated because my refrigerator is just running over i've actually got the turkey in a cooler with some um ice frozen stuff it's not ice ice it's that those packs that you get um ice packs on it slowly thawing i put a tea kettle i've got a copper tea kettle that uh I got hold of here a while back, and um, I've got it running now to get some humidity in the r- in the room. I don't know if that poor little tea kettle can put off enough humidity to help me or not. I also have some nasal spray that I use. I think we've talked about that before, not to get too gross, but uh, I've got some of that. But oh, <laughs> icing on the cake for the things that's going on. I didn't tell you about Sunday. Oh, I have to tell you about Sunday here in a little bit. At a wheel bearing crap out on my little red Fiat. I have my 2012 Fiat 500. 500C. I love that little car. And I've, I've told you about that before. It just zips all over the place. Well, it's, it was making this noise. It was kind of a tap ever so often or a rattle. And I, it's got a, um, a speaker in the back end. I don't know if it's, if it's the bass or, or what it is. It's different than the ones that's on the doors. But it's got a, a cover on it that 
the clip has a has a little broken spot so it doesn't it doesn't clip shut real good and I thought wow that's that that cover just rattling a little bit and so I didn't think much of it so I mean and I told Wayne I said do you hear that and he said yeah I said I wonder what that is he said I don't know sounds like it's coming from underneath I said well it's been doing it for a little while so um when I went to take Dad to the doctor on Monday, I pulled out of my parking place, and man, it was screaming. It was screaming from the passenger rear wheel. And I rolled the window down, and I thought, what in the world is that? Man, it sounds like there's a rock in the brakes or something just eating it up. So it kind of eased up a little bit by the time I picked up dad and I told him I said the car's making a terrible noise in the back I don't know maybe we should get the truck because I have my 2005 Chevy Colorado I love my truck and uh he listened to it he said well yeah maybe you should and then it eased off and he said well it'll probably be all right I mean it was screaming oh it was bad so anyway I got home and when Wayne came in from work I told him I said man that rear passenger wheel just made this awful noise I don't know what it is I don't think I should drive it and it still didn't have an inspection sticker I've got the light bulb but he didn't put it in yet so I haven't taken it for an inspection sticker so he took it to the shop and put it up on the lift and um, he did whatever because he knows how to do that stuff and he came back in he said it's the wheel bearing I said crap <laughs> it's $140 for a wheel bearing he he had to order it. They didn't have it. They never do have the stuff for the Fiat. Well, oil filter they usually have, but advanced auto. And um, so he, he picked it up yesterday, and I'll be without the car for several days now. I'll have to drive the truck, which is fine. I love my truck. It's my truck. And it says so on the license plate. It's a vanity plate. But I thought there was a rock or something in there, but it wasn't. So, I haven't started the microgreens yet. I will. Um, probably now it's going to be after Thanksgiving Day because I'm just going to be so busy. But I do, I forgot to tell you that I do have a lemon tree growing in my bathroom. Now, I started this from a seed, a lemon seed that I got. Well, I didn't get the seed. I mean, I bought the lemons and then I thought, hey, I'm going to try this. And I let one of the seeds sprout. And I've been growing and it's about 10 inches tall from the dirt. And it's got a bunch of little leaves on it. It's just been a doll to watch. And I, I have no idea how big this thing will get. So I don't even know if it'll even produce. It may be one of those hybrids that, you know, it's not actually going to ever produce. But it's it's fun to, to let it watch. It's I have a, a shelf in the bathroom just under the window that I have a bunch of plants on. Some of them are doing fine. Some of them are not. And uh, this little, little lemon tree is, is growing pretty well. So I'm kind of excited. I don't know how long it takes to, to get to a decent size, but right now it's it's happy and growing there in that window. I did get the workshop on apple cider vinegar, well, apple scrap vinegar settled. I'm going to use a program called Hopin, H-O-P-I-N, Hopin.com, to stream it, to do like a live workshop, online workshop. And then I'm going to offer a few spots here. I'm going to do it from the house, so I, I can't, like, have 
15 people it's just going to be four or five people if there are that many that are interested but I'll be streaming it from the house. There's got a link in the show notes. So if you want to look into it, you can. Uh, it's not free. It's going to take about an hour, maybe. Maybe a little more, but I, I think I'll be able to keep it to an hour. And those who sign up, uh, register for it, will get a list of items They'll if you're for on, online. I'll send you a list of items that you'll need to have on hand if you want to follow along and mix in, which you very well can do. And I'll try to not go so fast as as you can't do it, but I'll I'll send out a list to everyone who registered. So that's going to be December the 1st at noon Eastern Time. And you'll maybe get to see my patched up eyeball. It might be worth the price of admission (laughs) just to see (laughs) what they do to my eye. I know I'll have some kind of bandage on it. It'll it'll interfere with my vision at least the the day of. I don't know when I'll be able to take it off, but so I'm going to have to have Wayne drive me home from that. Not because they're fooling my eyeball, but because of where the bandage will be. And yeah, you can lots of people with only one eye can drive, and they do fine. But that's not me. I have two eyes. I'll be without one of them maybe, or at least part of the vision in one for a little while. So, you know, my ability to judge distance is going to be off. I do not need to drive that amount of distance. It'll be challenged to go up the stairs. But if you want to, the like I said, if you want to uh, consider um, taking the workshop or if you want to look at the registration page with some information on it, you will be able to do that. There's a link in the show notes. And as I get ready to wind down, I gotta pay attention to the clock. I have to go let the birds out here shortly. Actually, in about four or five minutes. <laughs> well, they need to be let out then. They they can wait a little while if they need to. So now, you know, the world is losing its mind because the owner of a company does something that they don't like. Elon Musk bought Twitter. You knew that, though, didn't you? Twitter does not belong to the world, okay? Twitter doesn't belong to everybody. Twitter is a platform that we all get to play on. That doesn't mean we own it. It's not a cooperative, so the employees don't own it. And so... People just need to stop peeing their pants over it. And and how about let's worry about some real tragedies, like the Ukrainians that are being slaughtered in this stupid war that the U.S. is financing. Can we stop sending money over there? There's no accountability for the money that we're sending. It may be going straight to the Russians, for all we know. We need to stop it. I, no, I don't want Ukraine to fall, and I don't want those folks to suffer any more than they have. But as long as we're putting money in that, the game's going to keep being played. My opinion, and I'm allowed to have it. And what about the Uyghurs? We don't hear anything about the Uyghurs anymore. Now, there's a class of people whose, whose religion I absolutely don't agree with. 
They're Muslim. But they're being slaughtered. And we're, <laughs> we've got companies like, like the NBA Uh, uh, Apple, probably China, uh, China, no, Google, same thing, who, who, who buy stuff from China, who's killing the Uyghurs? I mean, they can deny it all they want to. One of the things you've got to figure out here, people, well, actually, probably the people that's listening to this, if there's anybody listening to it at all, understand what I'm saying. Xi Jinping is a liar, flat out. He will stand there, look you in the eye, and lie to you because that's who he is. He, 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 did. he will stand there and tell you what you see is not what you see. And, and, and he's contagious because he's, he, has, he has caused our own government. Well, they've probably been doing it for a while. But it's so very obvious now, especially with the biological weapon that was released. You, what you're seeing is not true. Fauci? I'm wear Fauci's wearing three masks I'm telling you it's okay to do that. What? I mean, you're crazy. Look. We've got to Stop being quiet about these things. We have got to insist as a nation, basketball fans, you've got to withhold your money. You've got to stop. Until these, well, they're slave owners. Stop supporting China with their money. They're paying China for the slave labor that makes the stuff that they sell, which makes them slave owners. Stand up, people. Stand up. You, you want me to stand up for things. You, you need to stand up for this, too. We've got human smuggling and drugs just rolling across our southern border. But we want to cry about Twitter. How about those of you who have lost your jobs over Twitter or voluntarily quit because, oh, my God, I just can't work for that, man. It's not fair. I don't have racquetball at noon and, and free dinner and free lunch and, and green smoothies for breakfast. How about you take your precious little self down to the southern border 
volunteer with any of the volunteer organizations down there that are trying to help the women who've been raped on their way to the United States. How about you do that? How about you man bun wearing sissies go down there and help those women? Help those little kids because babies are being raped down there too on their way up from South America. Whatever country they are nationals of, they're coming into South America and coming up through Mexico and coming into this country. And they're being beaten. They're being raped. These babies, babies, 10-year-olds, are being given birth control. They're being treated for sexual diseases, sexually transmitted diseases. How about you take your little man-bun self down there and help those babies? But oh my God, let's lose our mind because there's no beer at the soccer match. Honestly, people, we've got real, real problems in this world. And you're crybabying about no beer at the soccer match. Or no green smoothies for breakfast. Or somebody bought the company and they wanted to make changes. You know what? That happens all the time. Every time in every organization when there's a change in leadership or management, there's changes that trickle down. Okay, now now I've got to get myself settled down because now I'm upset. I did it to myself, but I've got to settle down because I, I'm not going to go through the rest of my day this way. And it'll be all right because I am a child of the Most High God. I am a child of the Most High God and an heir. Okay, so I, I got behind on my 21 days of Bitcoin reading. But I got caught up about 3 o'clock this morning because I'm at that age where I wake up in the middle of the night. And then I can't go back to sleep. No, well, sometimes I can. But so what I'll do is read. And I'll do the worst thing in the world is I'll read my iPhone. And it's supposed to have one of those filter things so that you don't get that weird light that keeps you awake. But I don't think it works. Or it doesn't have it. One of the two. But anyway, so like at 3 o'clock this morning, I'm catching up on my 21 days of Bitcoin. I haven't given up on it. And one of the things that I read that really caused me to not be able to go back to sleep... <laughs> was a question that says, what is the U.S. dollar backed by? Because part of the discussion was where people say, you know, Bitcoin's, it's worthless, there's nothing to it, it has no intrinsic value, what is it backed by? It's not backed by anything, it's just, you know, electronic signals back and forth. Well, then the question was, what, what's the U.S. dollar backed by? Because it's not backed by gold or silver. Silver. The almighty dollar. It only has value because our government, well, <laughs> the Fed, says it has value. It's, it's you, you don't, tr you can, you can go and try to swap it for gold. But that dollar in, it, in and of itself is not backed by gold. So it, it, it has very little relationship to what's what we consider value. And I, I was 
um, putting links to my workshop on some uh, like tw you know Twitter and Facebook and and one of these uh, uh, newer sites called freesteading.com and so on freesteading I, I hadn't logged in for a while I, I had a uh, I had it set up on my phone it's not technically an app but I had a shortcut set up on my phone and it just didn't work right for a while so I'd go to try to check in and it wouldn't load and different things and so I hadn't been on it for a while, and I, I was looking at some of the uh, discussion, and one of them was on crypto. And, of course, when you talk crypto, people say Bitcoin. It's kind of like saying Band-Aid for bandages. It is now the, the default slang or the default word used generically for all of crypto, and they call it Bitcoin. When, in fact, there's different kind of coins out there. But anyway... There was some discussion there, and you had a little bit of everything. You had people who said, you know, I'm really interested, and I'm going to buy some, and all the way to people who said, this is BS, it's, there's nothing to it, it's a scam, and everything in between. So I, I repeated kind of what I'm saying here, only it was a little more eloquent because I had time to think while I was typing it out. Well, what's the dollar backed by? If Bitcoin is nothing, what's the dollar backed by? And the answer is going to be, because I'd already seen it in some of the discussion already, it's going to be nothing, it's a waste, that's why I have gold and silver. To which I had already suggested that that was, you know, already anticipated that and I, in my comment, uh, he's only made the one comment, you can't just shave off a little gold to pay for some wheat grains. And you know how how's this you know it's at one point and I, I did write this in there at one point seashells had value and beads had value we traded them like money native americans traded bone and shell and stuff like like money so it, things have worth based on what the society determines it has what worth it is. Except the U.S. dollar, which, like I said, the, the government decides what that value is. But gold is only worth what we think it's worth because we hold it so special. So there's, so even like collectibles, you know, there are people who will pay hundreds of thousands of dollars for a baseball card which I'd be just as fine throwing it on the fireplace you know it has no value to me but somebody else it, it does and so it's not a perfect discussion but it, it is a little bit of one when in that you know when people say crypto has no value but well what 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 does well, this over here does. Who says? If it has no value to me, you bring me um, a bar of gold, let's say a whole brick. <laughs> you go ahead and bring me a brick. But this is just for this example, say you bring me a brick of gold to buy my last cow. It's a milk cow. And I look at you and say, no. I can't eat that brick of gold. Oh, you can go buy something. Well, didn't you take that brick of gold and go buy something and leave my cow alone? 
So, you know, there's no 100% perfect right answer to any of this. And there never has been in human existence. It has been the ability to adapt to whatever's coming around. Some of us will be able to adapt and some of us won't. Some of us might be able to adapt if we have what we need. And some of us will have what we need and still won't be able to adapt. So there's no one answer. And I've mentioned this before that I kind of like having my stuff diversified. You know, a little cash, a little silver, a little land, a little, you know, food, a little, in this case, maybe Bitcoin. I still haven't flat out bought any. I'm getting it through, like I said before, I don't even have enough to buy a taco at Taco Bell right now. Using the Fountain app, you know, you with boosts and tips. People say tip. I I like boost better. I just think it has a more positive. You're boosting someone. You're lifting them up rather than giving them a tip. I used to work for tips before. Not just for tips. I mean, I worked a job. I was a waitress for a little while. So I got a a little bit of a flat rate plus uh, tips. And that was fine. But tips were such a small percentage of the overall Uh, anyway, that's my little Bitcoin comment for now. And as I want, really get finished, oh shoot, that clock's going to chime again. I managed to beat it last time. Speaking of freesteading, while I was checking in over there, I saw a thread where one person was quoting Nostradamus and talking about how insightful he was and all, all these things that came true. And it brought to mind again when I talked to you about people who preach peace then badmouth Christians and want to hurt <laughs> harmful things to happen to them. So this, this person was swallowing the idea that Nostradamus was great and gagging at the idea that, that Christ is great. And, you know, the end times as prophesied in, in Revelations is a crock to this person. But, but Nostradamus, now that's the real deal, you know. Can you hear my eyes roll? And not in a good way. So John, John the Apostle, was the only one of the original apostles who wasn't martyred. He died of natural causes, as far as we know. And he was given the vision that and that allowed him to write the book of revelation and many christians are afraid to read the book of revelations because within the book we learn of the harshness that faces the earth in the last days but it's a revelation of christ's ultimate victory in history And we need to read and study this book for a complete and comprehensive view of the church's relationship to the kingdom. So 
think about the Canaanite woman who begged Christ to heal her child. In the 15th chapter of Matthew, verse 22, we learn of a woman of Canaan who came to Christ while he was resting. Okay, he'd been given his sermons. He'd been trying to let the people know, you know, here I am, here I am, you, you know, choose life, choose salvation, stop sinning, all these things. And so he was taken, he was in between gigs, if you want to call it that. That's kind of <laughs> low for that. But anyway, he was in between gigs and uh, resting. And she came to him. And she said, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. Now, in this, the way this is usually interpreted is that her daughter was demon-possessed. Now, this, this, this mother, you know, she's a Gentile. She's not Jewish. Yet she, she calls him the son of David is correct so she's aware of him she's heard him she's heard of him she understands okay not only is she a woman but she is a gentile so she has two strikes against her in this culture at this time because Jews and Gentiles didn't tend to socialize they may conduct business but they didn't tend to socialize you just kind of didn't hang out with a gentile at the bar so she's she's got two stripes strikes against her but it instead of ignoring her or having the disciples get her out of there you know we all know people who stand up in front of a camera and say oh life is wonderful butterflies and rainbows and unicorn farts and all this stuff and then as soon as the cameras are off get these people out here i can't stand this it's killing me you know just just when the cameras go off so does their sunny personality but this isn't jesus but what he does do is he says to her I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Which is saying, hey, I'm only here for the, for the Israelis or for the Jewish people. I, that's why I was sent here, was to take care of them, to save them. Now, she continues on. She continued to plead. And, and he, then he tells her, you know, it's just not appropriate. I... I you know, I can't give the children's food to the dogs. So now we've gone from uh, the the lost sheep. They're 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 no longer the lost sheep. In this in this statement, they are the children. They're the children of God. And the bread, we know from the Last Supper, he says this: the bread is my body. So the children. He is the bread for the children. And so he's saying, it wouldn't be appropriate for me to give the bread of the children to the dogs. So she's looked down upon because, and they call her dog in, this, in the translations. 
you know, it makes us all upset. And But in the culture of that time, she understands that she should not be speaking to him, that she's not worthy to speak to him. Okay, but she knows he's the son of God. She believes that he can heal her, her daughter. And she's pleading and begging, you know. And she petitioned even more after he says this, humbling herself by acknowledging she's not a child of Israel and not really worthy, but even the dogs eat from the crumbs that fall from the table, from the master's tables. Even the dogs eat crumbs that fall from the master's table. And any of us that have had pets, you understand if you spill something on the floor, chances are the little dog's going to come in here and slap it up before you can stop him. And Jesus understands what she's doing. And he's testing her just a little bit when he says that. You know, I can't, I can't give my gifts to you. My gifts, I am here for the children of Israel. But even the dogs get to eat the crumbs from the master's table. I know I'm not a worthy child. I can't sit at the table, up in the chair, at the table. I'm below the table. But even I get crumbs that fall from the table. And Jesus says to her, O woman, great is your faith. Be it unto you, even as you will. So, what, you know, whether he had healed that child from the minute she asked him, or slightly before those last words left his mouth, or at the point that he said the last word, will, as you will, that child was healed. The mom wasn't there to see it, and Christ didn't have to lay his hand on her, that child. He made it so. And throughout his time on earth, Christ reached out to any who would listen, and he accepted everyone who earnestly came seeking salvation. And all of this to prepare us for the end times, as John describes in the book of Revelation, because hard times are coming, and we must keep our faith. And we have to share his word we are commanded to share his word so that others may be able to be saved. Now you may say, I don't come here, I didn't come here to be lectured, gospel, blah. I kind of have to do that because as a Christian, I believe that Christ has commanded me to do that. I'm expected to spread the gospel. And I'm not going to do it in hours long. Well, I could, I guess. But I'm not, that's not the point of this particular podcast, but it's a part of this podcast. And it may not get into every episode, but, the, but it, the, the structure is there for me to have a brief discussion on religion before I finish up the show. Now, I, I shared with you last time that our pastor was no longer going to be serving as our pastor and that for the, in the meantime, between now and the time they find us a permanent pastor, I'll be leading the services. And if you would like to watch the Sunday service that I, I did last week, you can do so on the Diamond Methodist Church Facebook page. 
Now, we, we are very small, and the idea that we have a Facebook page at all is amazing. So please refrain from snarky Facebook comments. I, it's not my preferred platform, but it's what we've got and what we can work with. You know, there's no charge for it. We've got, you know, people who can manage it. Usually it's me, but, I mean, it's, it can be other people. It's available for other people. They don't need to know coding. They don't need to upload. It just, it just can be done easily. So there is a link in the show notes to that service. And uh, for those who might be interested, if you, if you would like that page, the Diamond United Methodist Church page on Facebook, we start our Advent services next, well, the Sunday coming. But please remember, here on this podcast... I am first and foremost a follower of Christ. I am not on this podcast a representative of the United Methodist Church. So when I discuss religion or my particular beliefs, I am not speaking as a representative of the Methodist Church. I'm speaking as a follower of Christ. Now, don't forget if you're traveling through or to West Virginia along the Turnpike, which is Interstate 64 and Interstate 77. They travel together for a period of miles. If you need, you know, if you need somewhere to stay, you've got, you're about halfway through and you're debating on a hotel or something, consider looking up Holstein House. You can, you can go to robinholstein.com and there's a link on the homepage for Holstein House or you can go to Airbnb and do a search. You're going to have to, if you use Airbnb, you're probably going to have to zoom in on the area really hard because the way they have me classified is a room share. I think it's a room share. Which is not, that's, that's the dumbest category ever created, I think, in that platform. But you kind of have to zoom in on Interstate 6477 close to Charleston. And, you, and you'll, it, it'll come up as you zoom in. If you decide to book and you mention that you heard it on the podcast here... I'll figure out some way to add some value to your stay. Uh, Maybe some good chocolates, maybe some homemade cookies, maybe a moon pie and an RC cola or something, you know, just something that'll add a little bit of value for for you. If you want to pay with Bitcoin, I might even add a little discount. So just reach out to me. You can reach out to me here or you can go to robinholstein.com and, you know, reach out to me there on the contact page. So that's a wrap for episode 11. I'm going to have to go. (laughs) The birds are going to be furious because it's 8 o'clock and they haven't been out for their breakfast yet. But before I go, let me share a final round of supporters. Euphrosinos sent another 4,750 sats for episode 10 with a good morning wish. And I do appreciate that so much. H.J. sent 404 sats with no wisdom or advice, just because it was enjoyable. (laughs) But listen, what little bit of geek world I know of from way back in the day when I used to do a little bit of stuff like that, 404 was an error that there was a page not found, so... I don't know if you're being kind of sneaky and dribbling little stuff in there and you, you're throwing 404 in there to see if I pick up on that. 
or it, I guess it always could be a different kind of code that I just don't know. But <laughs> back in my day in the geek world, 404 error was page not found. So I do appreciate it, though. I'm just kind of having fun at your expense on that one. And we have a new, I'm going to pronounce it Hoffer, H-O-F-E-R, Hoffer 99. Stopped in and gave 95 sats with a welcome to a fellow Bitcoiner and a plea that I continue learning about it. Yeah! I'm going to continue learning about it and I want to continue learning about it to the point where I'm ready to say, here's a little more than a Taco Bell dinner. Maybe we'll talk um, Red Lobster. <laughs> here's a little red lobster dinner money I, if i was if i was going out to eat i would spend fifty dollars so here's fifty dollars to buy some bitcoin so uh i you know we'll we'll see we'll see how that how that goes but i it's something that i'm very interested in and i really think that in time for me it it'll work i think it'll work i'm not afraid about what's going on out there right now because people abuse stuff all the time that doesn't mean that what they're abusing is bad so you know people abuse fentanyl but fentanyl is good in the right circumstances during surgeries and stuff so it's all in your perspective and i appreciate your continued patience that you know as i continue to smooth out and find a focus for the podcast and um, again i hope you'll boost i hope you can find something to clip and i hope you'll share it with your friends and 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 your followers too. And if I bring you some value, I hope you'll give me some value. I should have a couple of my, my interviews coming up soon. I'll be doing them both the same week. and um, But they won't post the same week. So I've got them lined up. I'd love to have some ideas of other folks to interview. And um, maybe some introductions. If you know something somebody that would be a good interview for the podcast and you you know how to reach them and suggest and get us into contact uh, i would really appreciate it i've got a couple other ideas for later on in december so once again thank you so very much i'm going to cut her off there and uh get to get to letting the chickens and the ducks out and we will talk to you soon so there you have it Post your comments, do all that boosting, liking, sharing, thumbs up, and stuff that helps spread the word and poke the algorithms. Follow me on most of the big social media platforms and look for my name, Robin Holstein, or Holstein House. Till next time, bye-bye.